Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky Stable Stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Time to have a bit of fun on Racing HQ with Behind the Gates. And as I said prior to the break, if you'd like to join the discussion on Behind the Gates, text us through on the text line 0419-767272. We'll read out your text if you're keen on any horse this afternoon across the Randwick program and you'd like the opinion of our experts, do that now. A very good morning to Darren Flindell. How are you, Darren? Yes, all good, Anthony. Uh, Good to go out here at uh, Randwick. Another beautiful winter's day. And uh, the rails had a fair bit, and uh, as a result, the <laughs> um, with the compacted field sizes, we've sort of missed out on a few today. I'm sure uh, there was a few emergencies here that were going to, to feature in the numbers today, but some of them just haven't been able to gain a start. Mm. I have to say, I found this um, very challenging meeting, and as a result... I've sort of just taken the stance. I've tipped a whole lot of roughies here today, so my attitude is I've only got to get one race right and it'll be a good day. It's yeah, a good way of looking at it as well. I did notice that we read out your tips a little earlier for our uh, form preview. You've shopped a bit wide, so we're keen to get your thoughts on a few of those on behind the gates. Uh, Shane O'Cast, the mailman, you're a hero again. You tipped us a good price winner uh, throughout the week. I read your column, I think it was Tuesday, for Nowra, and you found that horse of Joe Pride's a came sweeping down the outside. It was about twelve or fifteen dollars. Morning of, you're a hero again. Uh, yes, I heard you call, and I tell you, I, I thought you and uh, and Darren would uh, would would have found that hall. Maybe you did, um, because it, it, it trailed quite well. I, I like when Joe Pride trials these horses, and he just gives them really sneaky little ones, running fifth and sixth, and all things like that. But it was a well-bred horse, um, brought up on a good farm with some good owners. I said, okay, it's got to got to be some sort of chance going down there. It was more than some sort of a chance. It started about three dollars eighty or three. Yeah, they, they the didn't miss. They yeah. did not miss at all. No, you're a hero as well, Shane. So we expect much more of the same um, today on behind the gates. And Hurls is with us as well, guys. We'll get started. And as I mentioned, if you've if you're uh, listening to the show and you're one of the thoughts of our experts, text through now. First up, we've got a text come through from a listener, Robert from Lidcombe. Hi, Anthony. Could you please ask the team about a horse in race nine? called Ruthen. Has it, has it got a chance today? It's an import. Uh, Joe Pride trains it. It's been to the trials. How many trials has she had? She's had three trials. Now, she's a stakes winner in, in America. They thought enough of her to take her to Royal Ascot this time last year, 12 months ago, in a two-year-old race there. So she's obviously got a fair bit of ability. A very hard one to line up. Four-year-old mare, three trials. I actually thought she'd trolled quite nicely. Uh, Hurls, any money for her? And then we'll get the thoughts of the experts. And I guess it's a case of if there's a chink in Iona Merck's armour, um, you're getting good value about anything else. Yeah, well, you're getting $26, man. It's out from $12. Just going back to accredited on Tuesday, Shane, I don't know what price you got, mate, but that was one of the, I, Granted, it was at Nowra, but even still, there's one of the biggest goes I've seen for a long time. And if something had been fractious in the barrier, fair income, it would have it would have started even shorter. It was a massive go. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought it went up a big price because obviously I saw the fixed odds um, the day before, and I thought, oh, this is it's not very fancy. And then I, and then on the morning it started to come in just a point or two, and then obviously the juggernaut came. Um, everyone just jumped on it when when it started to get going. But um, yeah, I just were well under the tab. I mean, they they gave everyone a go because they they did put it up a pretty big price for what I thought wasn't the world's greatest field, even at Nara. 
Yeah, it was um, – I actually know one of the owners has had all sorts of problems. Um, mm. But, yeah, they had it right. Um, and I think it might have a little bit of a break because it uh, actually cut its leg. I don't think it was too serious, but it's copped a little bit of abrasion. Uh, but, anyway, we've got to find a winner today. But, uh, yeah, getting back to your question, man, uh, Ruthen or Ruffin, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's $26. Uh, I own a Merck's one of most solidly backed runner on the card, two fifty, two sixty, back to two fifty. Darren, what do you think? Any I, thoughts on uh, Ruthen? I I wasn't really grabbed in by the trail um, at Warry Farm. It was okay, uh, but it looked like Tom Sherry was asking it to do a little bit in the straight, and thought the response was fair. So, very much a prefer to see has come out of one of the top yards in the US with Wesley Ward. Mm. Um, yeah, I own a Merck's in in grand form at the moment, and, and a good move, I guess, with Amy McLuca's book for the ride, getting that weight down to fifty-eight because you know, he's a three-year-old. He for King, he won with fifty-five. Then Dylan's claimed last time got it down to fifty-six and a half. So got a bit of weight to carry this time around. I had a Merck. I'm, I'm not potting him, but um, I think as I set the scene at the start of the show, I am going for a number of runners at very good odds today. And this is another of those races. I'm going to give an each way chance to Lady Brooke, uh, who ran outstanding really last time behind uh, Passagiata. Obviously Passagiata was getting really tired up the straight and uh, they were all closing in but she really hit the line with a lot of gusto there Lady Brooke. Uh, she's a winner here at Randwick on, uh, on one previous occasion at this distance and I just think from the draw she's going to posse up uh, in a pretty reasonable position and I'm happy to take the each way about Lady Brooke over Iona Merck and uh, then I put Insurrection and Omni-Man in. Happy to pass over on the American first up. Shane, what do you think? Well, look, originally I did have Ruthen on top. I, I wish I didn't now because did with those really? fluctuations... Yeah, well, look, just as a, not because I don't like Iona Merck, but I think it's getting short enough. And just the, the little question mark about the horse in saying that it's drawn five, which is a great draw. It, it's been just utterly put on a platter for it when it's won. And look, I suppose credit to the horse, it's converted, but um, I just think it's a bit well found. It's very hard to keep winning on Saturdays. And as I said, you know, Ruthen's form was very good. She's a stakes winner in America, as you mentioned. She'd been at Royal Ascot twice. Um, I don't think the trials were too bad. Um, I do like Joe Pride as a trainer, and I thought, okay, maybe she's got some sort of chance. But now with that drift, uh, I, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily think she'd win. I, I would happily switch to Darren's horse now, Lady Brooke, the stable mate, because I, I agree with everything he said. I think she's building uh, towards a win, and um, you know this could be it. All right, it is a race where, as we said at the top, if uh, there's any chinks in his armour, I own a Merck. You're getting very good value, like thirty to one, near enough to thirty to one for. Uh, for Lady Brooks, great value, guys. Let's move on to the the Civic Stakes. It is the feature event. We've got a text come through from one of our listeners, Daz from Cronulla. Uh, Frosty Rocks, guys. I'm a big fan of Frosty Rocks. He likes to get out in front and lead. What do we make of his first up run? And uh, can he bounce back here today? Uh, firstly, Hurls. Any money for him? And then we'll um, we'll head to Darren. Yeah, there is. I know uh, Brad Gray mentioned it this morning. He- Gave it some sort of chance. It's been nineteen dollars into fifteen dollars today. So, um, yeah, that's it's not without uh, its support. There's been a number of runners uh, today throughout the program at prices that have been backed, and six dollars the field in that race. So, fair dinkum. Uh, Darren, mate, is there much of a breeze out there? I'm just looking at a soft five. Do you think there's any chance we'll get a track upgrade today? 
Oh, th- there is a breeze, actually. Uh, the-, the flag is, uh, is stretched uh, right out, whether there'll be an upgrade or not. I-, I know before that rain came the other day, they had the track as a good three. Um, and then, uh, let me. Uh, what was the total amount of rainfall we got? I'll just uh, check on, yeah, the, well on the thing here. It was well, basically seven, seven mils. Seven mils. Okay, yeah, that's more than I thought. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I, to be honest, with the way it did rain there, I thought, oh, hello, this might be uh, a soft six. So, I don't know, at this time of the year, upgrade would be unlikely, I'd say. Mm, mm, fair enough. Um, now, on this Frosty Rocks, this is another of the roughies I'm going with today because when I just sat down and did my little speed map, I've got a big arrow there, Frosty Rocks, uh, big leader. And then I thought, well, where are the others? And I can't find any others. Um Unless Hosier, no, Hosier's out, of course. Um, I just think Frosty Rocks is going to, to really lead up for a long way. I know he did nothing in Brisbane first up, but that was over 1,200 metres, and he's gone toe-to-toe there uh, with Prince of Boom up on the speed, and he dropped right out. But I thought he was trialling quite well leading up to that. And I remember um, quite a while ago, he, his runs have been well-spaced out. I remember him running a shocker here before at Brownwick, tailing off, and they made him trial. And then he went to the Gold Coast and almost won a million-dollar race up there uh, immediately after. So he's proven he can bounce back off a below-par performance. But I just see this race where he'll get complete control of it today, Frosty Rocks. And as a result, I'm going to uh, have a little each-way go on him because the other horses that I do like, uh, Long Valour, the 9, uh, Coteal, the 13, and Wayhaha Falls, and all and King of Hastings, they're all going to be sitting sort of back in the field, particularly Wayhaha Falls and Coteal, I think, from those bad gates. I'm just not sure where they're going to wind up. So I'm going to uh, take the little chance here with Frosty each way. What did you think, Shane? Yeah, look, he's got a good set of numbers. And as Darren said, I mean, back at the, in the Gold Coast meeting, he got beaten less than a neck by <clears throat> by 11-11 in the, in the Magic Millions Cup, a million-dollar race. So he's only beaten two lengths into Cameron as well over 1,500. So, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever doubt Bjorn Baker, uh, certainly at the moment. He's, uh, he's flying. Uh, look, if he takes control, he'd be hard to run down. I'm with the uh, the import, well, the, the French horse there, Long Valeurs, uh, one of uh, Chris Waller's. I thought he ran a good race uh, in the Five Diamonds at his Australian debut. Obviously, he didn't back it up in the Ingham and had the spell. He's back now. He's had a couple of really nice trials. He's really caught the eye in, in uh, the last two that I saw anyway. And um, I think he's drawn a little bit wide, so he's going to have to go back. But I, I wouldn't say this is his grand final, but it's certainly a target. I mean, you'd, you'd think that... Um, He's too good to have just resumed in something else. So, uh, yeah, look, I think he's going well. I think he's going well enough to win it. And I like Collett as the booking. I've said here plenty of times. Everyone knows it. He's a great backmarker jockey. And if he gets the timing right on this horse, I, I think he can finish over the top. All right. Great push there for Frosty Rocks then for that listener that uh, texted in asking about Frosty Rocks. And keep your texts coming through. We've got some good feedback coming through from... Uh, Kirky of Dapto, thanks for your text, uh, Kirky, and also the Maroon. Thanks for listening, guys. Much appreciated. Here's a text coming through from Simon. Uh, hi, guys. Interested in your thoughts on race five? Thousand years, Snowden Mare likes it soft, good barrier, and uh, nice trial. I must admit, I, I didn't see her trial. Uh, I'll get the mm. guys to comment on that. Uh, any money, first of all, hurls for thousand years in race five? Uh, looking at this race, it's another wide open race, isn't it? Uh, we've got 420 of the field, African Daisy. Uh, 
Well, a thousand years. Uh, 17, did peak at 21 this morning. It's back to 16, so not friendless. As I said at the top of the show, uh, they're happy to back plenty of runners today at prices. And, um, yeah, not, not completely friendless. That's how, did sure. she, how did she trial, Darren? I didn't see that one. She trialled, uh, I thought she trialled really well. And as a result, I put her on top uh, because of that trial. Um, just when I first looked at it, I doing, doing the form... Uh, I'm not sure if I really like her in a race like this, but I just thought she got to the trial with a lot of gusto there. She's getting a little bit older now and a bit more experienced. Um, so in a race where I just didn't really like anything, I just kept coming back to, to thousand years. Um, dream hour. My goodness, at Warwick Farm that day, just looked home coming down the middle of the track and Grazia Amigo slipped right up the inside. Um it's it's obviously got to be a chance dream out, but I was just a little bit guarded with it, thinking, well, it did look home at Warwick Farm and it didn't follow it through. I've been with African Daisy a few times. She keeps running well, but she hasn't won in her last three starts. Um, Fuller will probably get a good run there from that draw. Louisville's probably the interesting runner. Mm. Uh, yeah, really good run at Newcastle and then won that race at Warwick Farm in good style. He's probably the other one on the short list. But, yeah, continuing the theme of long price tips today, I'm going with, with Thousand Years. Uh, how did you surmise its trial, Shane? Oh, I thought it went fantastic. Uh, like, as you said, it was off, you know, off the speed, <clears throat> came down the middle, just extended really well. I think it's interesting that they've gone 1,600 first up. Um, not that mm. she's a dower or slow coach, but I don't think she maybe could have won it, certainly could have won at 1,200, and 1,400 might have even been a bit too too short for her. So the fact that she's 1,600, it suggests, as the Duff would say, intent. Um, so, uh, look, yeah, I think she's a massive chance. But I'm with the other one you mentioned there, Louisville, um, the horse from New Zealand that Jerry Harvey owns. Look, I like it when they think they're good enough to come over here and particularly when they give it to Chris Waller so um, <clears throat> it's not cheap so uh, look he's a grandson of um, Jezebel he's a half-brother to Edit has a pretty handy horse and I just think he's on an upward trajectory I, I like the way that he raced at the Provincials and then he came to the midweeks he was very good and um, look he's probably maybe found himself a good race to sneak away with on a Saturday and you know onwards and upwards from there I agree I tipped Louisville for our punters panel multi uh, yesterday on Racing HQ. I'll have his name on my headstone after I backed him at $15 at Warwick Farm last week, so I'm a big fan. But for that listener, 1,000 years, absolutely. Darren's uh, all over it today. In fact, all the, the first three horses we've asked about, Darren's tipped them all. Um, it almost seems like this is staged. Honestly, I didn't script it. <laughs> I honestly didn't script it. It's quite remarkable. Uh, you got some love on the text. Coming in. You've got some love on the text line here, um, Shane. Andrew from Rose Bay. Hey, boys. Love having Shane O'Cass on the show. I got accredited at $12. I'll be following his mate mail today, as always. So you're very popular, mate, after that one. Um, let's uh, have a look at race number four then. Text coming through from uh, one of the listeners. Hey, guys. Uh, contemporary looks made for 1300s. Been screaming home its last couple of runs. Extra 100 looks ideal. I can't see this being beat. That's from Jacob. Uh, Jacob from Narendra. Uh, what's the, the market has him pretty short. Uh, what's price now? Is he 280 about that, Hurls? Uh, race number again. Race four, just... contemporary. Yes, yeah, just um, one silly bugger zombie. Give me one moment. Uh, yeah, two dollars eighty. Uh, opened up at that quote this morning. Bottomed out at two forty, and back to two dollars eighty. Uh, we did go up as much as four sixty. So Zach Lloyd's got some 
good book of rides today. He's a jockey's challenge favourite, and uh, yeah, it's got to be a chance, surely. What did he yeah, Zach Lloyd, okay, uh, today. Yeah, Zach will be really hungry. My goodness, uh, he's the modern-day Malcolm Johnston now, isn't he? With the amount <laughs> <laughs> of suspensions, my goodness. He might have, had, might have him covered at this stage of his career. He's coming out of the gates absolutely flying in that regard. Well, I think uh, I think that last one was his 10th. That's remarkable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remember Shows looking at him many months ago and we're waiting for the tab to put up a market on who will win the apprentice's title and we thought oh zach's got to be a moral here um but he's his own worst enemy mm. uh, obviously and as it stands he's five behind dylan gibbons yeah dylan's up to 63 zach's on 58 and including today we've got six saturday meetings uh, remaining in the season so this will get down to uh an interesting go, and with the quality of the rides that Zach's picked up here today, he looks set to, to chip a few back because Dylan himself is, is currently suspended, and this is one of his top chances, contemporary. I was, I was on the verge of, of tipping it. it. It probably does look the winner, but there's, there's, there's just um, one that I've been playing a few times, uh, the, the filly, and I just think there's something there with Zarina Sophia. Um, the, her run all the way back during the, the championships and the PJ Bell was a really good run. Then they went forward at Warwick Farm, that went pear-shaped. But her last two runs at Scone and, and Rose Hill coming from off the pace, on both occasions she's just been discreetly making good ground running on. I was just hoping the pace would be all right in this and to give her a chance to, to close off. So just taking a bit of a risk with Zarina Sophia, I put her in at our multi later. Uh, with the with a field of eleven, I think she's a, a fair shot of at least making the top four. So Zarina Sophia on top from Contemporary, and I'm very pleased, Shane, just having a look in the paper now that you've uh, you've got Zarina Sophia on top as well. Well, I saw your email that you put it in the um, in in the punters uh, in, in the top four, and look, I, I couldn't agree with more with what you just said. I, I watched the video of her run there at Rose Hill, and she was absolutely out of the picture and was flying home down the middle. And I think she's only been getting so far back. Um, Anyway, because of the draws, I mean, some of the draws that she's had this campaign have been absolutely terrible. Um, but she did run a pretty good race in the PJ Bell, as you said. I mean, look, running tenth sounds like a long way down, but she's only five lengths uh, off off the winner. Um, this is a very winnable race for her. She's uh, she's very fit, and I think if Randwick plays fair, I mean, I'm glad it's Randwick this week than Rose Hill last week. She could be a real chance because I know that they've always had a bit of a rap on her, even from her very first start. That I think she might have won it at the provincial somewhere. So she's got a lot of quality about her. It's just a matter of if she cooperates and, and uh, she gets the circumstances to permit. But she's a big price uh, for a horse that's got a bit more talent than a lot of these runners. But contemporary is the, the foolproof horse, isn't he? But, you know, I'm, I'm with you. He's, he's no value compared to, um, to Zarina. All right, there you go for that listener. Contemporary, yeah, hard to beat, but probably bottomed out at where it is price-wise. Just a quick comment, guys. Darren Shane on number four, Step Aside, from a listener as well, who wanted your thoughts on that horse stepping up from midweek grade uh, if he doesn't win, he runs second. He's got a good record. He's probably up to Saturday class. Darren? Yeah, I'm a big fan of this horse. Uh, I've been with him all the way through this preparation. I have to say it was just the barrier draw that turned me off because I just wasn't sure where he's going to wind up. At Warwick Farm, he had the gun run on the back of the speed when he was successful. When he was rolled there, he uh, he was pretty well positioned in the run. It's just the draw that's turned me off a little bit. If I could be assured he'd get the right run... I would have had him uh, a lot higher in the numbers. But, yeah, certainly no pot on step aside. And your thoughts, Shane? 
Oh, look, he's, he's consistent, as you said. If he doesn't win, he runs second. But he ha- he does have a bad draw, and I think he's got a bit of weight too. Um, some of those horses below him, I think, are, are much better weighted, um, <clears throat> particularly even overriding. I mean, overriding sort of takes a step up to a Saturday race, but Nathan Doyle reads the game pretty well. If, if he thinks he's up to it, then uh, then he you know he's obviously here for a reason. So, yeah, look, step aside, very consistent, but just a couple of little things that worry me. All right, let's move on. Another listener who's just texted in. Morning, A-team. Any knocks on a girl's best friend? Race two, thinking of having a cheeky pineapple each way. Cheers. <laughs> crackers in Albury. Race two, the Tab <laughs> Highway. Is Crackers a regular? Uh, I think no, Crackers might be coming back from a spell today. No, oh. that's, that's Snackers from Canberra. We haven't heard from him for a while, Darren. No, that, oh, this, sorry, this is Crackers. This is, is Crackers from Albury. Yeah, we've oh. got Smackers is usually uh, oh. pretty prominent on the text. So I haven't heard from you for a while. If you're around, Smackers, give us a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> what a race caller's nightmare, Manto, a Smackers yeah, and their Crackers. It's easy to get one. them confused. That's, that's <laughs> all you. What about a girl's best friend, though, Darren? Uh, speaking of roughies, have you found her? $11 chance with tab fixed odds, I think. Uh, what did I do? I put her down on the, on the fourth line. Drawn, uh, drawn pretty badly here, very wide out, so I'm not sure where she's going to wind up. When she did win first up uh, last prep, that was the maiden at Coffs Harbour over this distance. So, um, yeah, she's got to have some chance. And her only run in Highway Company, she ran well. She came from back in the field. She was in the market that day and was a, a good finishing four. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to go against her. I thought Chase McCrown should have finished closer with clear running last time, so I was happy to go with her. Just think from the draw, she gets the right run. Miss Thatcher looks very speedy. Uh, Tim Martin's runner, she really zipped along there at uh, Goulburn, and with Amy McLucas on, we know what a great record Amy's got in these highways. Miss Thatcher, the last up winner's only got 53, uh, so she might be uh, dangerous, and then uh, Burren Dana, I saw its trial, it looked alright, and then I put a girl's best friend in fourth, but uh, these highways do tend to um, play havoc with my uh, <coughs> uh, my betting account balances. Mm. Shane, thoughts in the highway for a girl's best friend? Yeah, yeah. Well, you have big start of the day for Crackers, fifty each way uh, for this horse. I'm with it. I, I think she'll win. Oh. Uh, she can win. Um, Mark Quinn's got her. Look, I saw her win at Coffs one day, which, and then she backed it up at winning at Musclebrook. She's got the most massive finish on her. Uh, you, you just wouldn't believe it. And then, as Darren said, when she came to town, she ran fourth from her fair way back. They came home in thirty three nine three that day. Goodness knows what she would have run. Uh, and then they, they put her into the championships, had a throw at the stumps. It probably came up just that little bit too quick for her, but you've got to have a go, don't you? Um, she's had the break, two trials, very good. The last one there at Port uh, with Luke rolls up. Um, look, I, I just think she's, she's here for, for a reason. Um, he's probably picked out this race to resume in, Mark Quinn. And uh, if Ramwick plays fair, there's no reason why it won't. It's the ideal track for her. I could see her absolutely charging down the middle. So the barrier, of course, it, look, she's wide, but she was going back anyway, I do believe. So we'll see how she can get some clear room down the middle is what I'm hoping for. Hurls, just before we move on, I just noticed Miss Thatcher just trimmed up a little bit there in the highway. A bit of a trim up. Yeah, well, it's 3.20 now. Um, it was 3.70 think, when we about five minutes ago. Yep, it was. And I'll tell you what, uh, Tim Martin, uh, well, certainly back in the day, if his horses trim up, please take mm. note. Um, mm. Yeah, he's one of those trainers, Darren, as you'd know. I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw one in here at a price and hopefully uh, in the, on the off chance it wins, it'll make the promo for next week's show. 
Uh, Radiohead. Now, it'll Ooh. get them all back. Uh, now, I'm a massive Radiohead fan, so I think that's the first time. I don't normally back horses on, on names, but it, uh, it was a couple of years ago on, on Melbourne Cup Day. Um, but if there is speed on, uh, look for it to be flying late. And you're getting $51 a win and $11 a place, but there's my... Worth. Well, Mick Smith, he's a very good horseman at producing these horses. I see a lot of him down Canberra, Queanbeyan region, and it's not unlike him to produce one first up after a long break. This hasn't raced for, what is it, near enough to seven months, but he did win a race at Wagga recently with one that was first up after about 15 months. Um, obviously a, a bit of a test, but I wouldn't put it past him. He's a, a very yeah. good horseman at getting them fresh first up. Um, okay, uh, guys, let's move on. Now, which race did I want to have a look at next? I don't think we did race six. No, we haven't done race six. Uh, text coming through from, from a listener. Guys, I was, um, I was interested in your thoughts on Darlington County. Backed it first up and did listen to the stable rep that day that suggested it would be, would be better with a run under its belt. Gets to 1,800. Looks, uh, looks an ideal trip. Thoughts from the team. Any money for it, Hurls? Darlington County, race six, number 10. I must admit, I do like her chances today. I think she's a terrific hope. But Hurls, any money for her? Well, Queenmaker's been very solid right throughout the trade since Wednesday, but it holds the second most amount of money, uh, Darlington County, and it's currently a $6.50 chance. Yeah, I like her. Um, I like the way she tried leading up to that first run at Warwick Farm. And I remember tipping her that day. I was just a bit concerned looking at a New Zealand profile, whether the mile might be just a little bit sharp for her. And I think ultimately it was when the sprint went into the race turning for home. She was left a bit flat-footed, but you could clearly see when they were going through the line, that's when she was really starting to warm up. So I give her a a great chance here today, Darlington County. And what's a, a very... Tough program overall. I decided to make her the best of the day. Race six, go. number 10. Seven dollar chance, best of the day. So um, that's a terrific bet. Obviously, Queen, Queen Maker's absolutely flying at the moment, and um, with the booking of Zach Lloyd's, got to be a big plus. I don't think there's any shame in being run down at the end uh, with Man Behind the Money. But yeah, off its profile in New Zealand, I'm happy to take the chance with this as the best. Have you noticed with Queen Maker anything in particular in, in terms of, is it been the I guess this maybe the step up to slightly longer trips. She just seems to be going so much better this time. And there was not that long ago she was sort of punching about in class ones at Wyong. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's been a vastly improved mare in the in a very short short space of time. Interesting sequence building up, isn't it? Second mm. win, second win, second win today, possibly. What about you, Shane? Darlington County thoughts there. Yeah, well, I agree with everything Darren said there about Warwick Farm because they they ran that race in one thirty eight five seven for a mile, which has got to be the slowest mile ever, and they came home in thirty three seven eight. And she she Darlington County was a fair way back, um, so she must have run some time. It will perfect lead in to a race like this, and there was a little bit of money for around the ten dollar mark at uh, at Warwick Farm. Me, I'm with Awesome Wonder. One of the best bred horses in the business. Uh, she's a Galileo out of Nachita, uh, fold over in, in Ireland. So she's worth plenty once she goes to stud. Look, uh, she won first up at Wyong. I, I kind of kicking myself because I didn't tip her. I just thought Wyong is the probably the worst possible track for the race that she was going to race, a mile race. But she uh, she made a fool of me. She came from absolute last at the 400, rounded them up and won pretty well. So, uh, look, that's good effort. Going back to Randwick tomorrow, today, it's the home track. 
um, stepping up a little bit in trip. I think she could be in for a good campaign. She's only a four-year-old our time, so there's plenty to work with. And being a Galileo, you think they're only going to get better with, uh, with each campaign. All right, let's 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 move on. Another text coming through here from, well, the Maroons text in and he said, can you ask Mick his thoughts on value, please? I think you're listening to the wrong show, the Maroon. Um, <laughs> be more specific. We've got Darren, Shane and Hurls and my name's Anthony. So if you be more specific, we'll get that question answered for you. It actually brings me to a, a funny story. I've been filling in for... Uh, for Dave Stanley all this week on Racing HQ. So I lobbed Monday morning, right, and I've got the text line open, and I say off the top, shoot your texts in. We'd love to hear from you. Some bloke texts in and says to me shortly afterwards, has, is, is Ray Charles in the chair there this morning? This bloke can't read out the texts. And I'd been reading them out all morning, and he'd, he'd signed off with, with his name, Phil M E. Uh, K-R-A-K. I won't read it out, but anyway, (laughs) then the next day he went at me again and it took me two days to work out. This bloke was trying to, he was trying to, uh, he was trying to get me to break and, and I wouldn't break. It was, uh, it was quite funny, but anyway. Um, I'll tell you what, Manto uh, stitched me up on Wednesday. So we had, um, a lot of the senior management from TAB come out and, uh, And they've asked uh, Anthony to host it. Sort of, we had pizzas and stuff. There would have been, what, 50 people in the room, I suppose? Yeah. Anyway, Mano does a great job. And after uh, management has spoken, Adam Wright and Skeld, he puts it to the floor. And uh, anyone got a question? And usually those things, no one's sort of game to say anything. So it was like an awkward silence. Man, it looks straight at me. Come on, Hurls, you've always got something to say. Bang. <laughs> I had to think on my feet pretty quickly. And you did, mate. You saved me. You really broke the ice. It was good. Let's, <laughs> let's push on then, guys. Race number 10. Uh, text coming through from a listener. Guys, I'm keen on Stonecoat first up. He looks very progressive. Had a great, uh, had a great preparation earlier this season. Little break. Uh, he's had two trials. I'd be keen to get your thoughts on the trials, Darren, and then your thoughts as well, Shane. Firstly, Hurls, any money for Stonecoat in the last? Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's 5 to 5.50 now into 4.20, so it's the best-backed runner there in the uh, in the last. Okay, there you go. He's uh, the mm. best-backed runner. Darren, what did you think? I wasn't overly wrapped uh, by the trial, but I have to say I've got to be be careful. There's been a few from the Waterhouse Bot Yard in, in the last couple of weeks that haven't trialled that well, but they've run well, and, um, and and some of them have won as well. With the booking of Adam Hieronymus there, no doubt it will be pushing on and, and going forward. Um, yeah, one of the chances, uh, Stone Coat, uh, for the fact it'll be up on the speed, think Battlin uh, will go close as well, but I'm going with John O'Shea's horse now that it has gained the start. I am lethal. Thought it was doing its best work at the end of the 1,200 metres fresh. Its best form's been at today's distance of 1,400 metres so far. If Tom Sherry can just get in and get the right run from that uh, wider draw, I thought I am lethal could be a, a reasonable each-way bet. Shane Green Shadows couldn't get a, a Guernsey here in our, our last race. Yeah, so I've gone with I am lethal and uh, certainly not opposing Stone Coat. All right, Shane, what did you think? Yeah, look, I suppose, <clears throat> look, it won the Morfittville Ginnings at its last start, so it's got obviously some ability, uh, well, you know, plenty of ability. It's got a good win record. Uh, I didn't think the trials were super flash. Um, uh, look, I suppose its best chance would be if it was left alone, if it goes forward and it's left alone in front. Um, 
or company from the other one there too much caviar. I, I'm actually hoping they go pretty quick because my roughie's in this, and that's uh, Akahiro um, from the Gary Portelli stable. Um, <clears throat> it's big odds. Uh, it was 51 at one point. I think it's still 41 at the moment. Uh, Gary's tried this horse in some big races. It, it ran its um, second start ever. It ran fifth to stay inside in the Piero. Um, it ran in the Black Opal, the Stan Fox, the Amy Vars, and the Victoria Derby uh, as well to end its three-year-old career. But I thought its first up run was better than it looked. It was 100 to 1. Um, obviously, 1400 was going to be too short for it. It was in the, the last race at Randwick a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Drew Barry 11 was last at the turn. Only got beaten 3.3. It hit the line pretty well. I thought the trials beforehand were, were good enough. Obviously, the horse is looking for a bit more ground. Hopefully, it's not looking for more ground than its race today. But look, if the track is fair, I keep saying that, I think it will be. I could see Akihiro just making up a lot of ground down the outside, but he is going to need the pace to be on. Um, that's that's for sure. Whether that happens, uh, we'll have to wait and see. All right, there you go. And the Maroon has text back in. It was for you, Shane. He was uh, specifically asking for your best value bet on the card. And there you go, the Maroon. It is Akihiro, race 10, horse number 13 at Ramwick, and it's currently $34 on tab fixed odds. So there you go. You ask, and we will deliver here on Behind the Gates. Guys, let's move on to the first race, the midway. Uh, I know it doesn't get any easier. Um, and a text coming through from one of the listeners that was keen on Oryx. Uh, Back this horse first up at Canterbury, ran well, um, steps to midway grade, gate number one. Jake Hull doing a great job with his team and Adam Hieronymus uh, hasn't been back for long but riding stacks of winners. I'm keen as. What do the guys think? Hurls any money for Oryx, race one? It's second best back to runner in that race, as a matter of fact. And, uh, yeah, it has been popular today, 750 into $6. Okay, there you go. And Russell from Penrith wanted to ask about that horse as well, Oryx. So we're about to knock that off, Russell. And you're also asking about Iona Merck as well. Well, the guys thought it was probably rock-bottom odds, but certainly can win, but probably rock-bottom odds. Darren, Oryx in the first. Thoughts? Yeah, first up run was good there. Ex-Godolphin runner at uh, Canterbury, drawn to get uh, the run of the race, really, whether uh, Hippo wants to lead there off the inside gate or just put it right in behind uh, the speed. So Oryx, yes, and uh, I've gone with one destiny on top. Boy, for a three-year-old, he's he's had enough starts. Um, I thought he was older than this. 24 starts, one destiny, but he's in a really good space at the moment. I thought his last run behind Bubba's Bay here at the midweek, it was a very good run from a wide draw he got back, and he was probably the best finisher in that race. So uh, given he's an informed runner at the moment, I've got one destiny on top of Oryx. All right, Shane, thoughts there on Oryx? Yeah, isn't Jake Hull, as you said, he's doing a fantastic mm. job. He's got a massive strike rate. If he doesn't win, he runs a place. Um, look, I wouldn't have thought Oryx would have had much hope until it drew barrier one. Um, now the prospects go up considerably. Uh, you'd think that the horse is going to make full use of that draw and be right up there for the for the duration. I'm with Super Bright, though. Uh, one of Nathan Doyle's. Uh, look, the horse to me just looks like it's peaking for this. It, it was good first up run. It was even better second up. Uh, it's got midway form, and uh, I'm not particularly worried about the barrier. It, it, it'll get back off the speed anyway and be coming down the middle if it gets a clear run. Uh, I think it can finish over the top. He's very, very good. As Darren would know, when um, Nathan Doyle brings a horse down for, for a midway mm. or a highway. All right. Um, 
Guys, just before we get our uh, behind-the-gates multi-horse, just got a text come through. He's giving us a tip for, uh, for for Caulfield. Lads, here's a Moody Smoky for you and your listeners. Moody has two in the first at Caulfield, Amigo 350, but the other runner, Ginger and Pink, is the better chance on its trial. Um, uh, better hurry up and back it now. It's currently 8.50. Regards, Dan. Good on you, Dan. So Caulfield, race one, Ginger and Pink, is the I might there. mention one at Caulfield. We've just yeah. written a bet of 30000 at 440 on flying on a limit in race number two. Fair whack. Jeepers. There mm. you go. All right, guys, let's, um, let's each uh, give our behind-the-gates multi-horse because we've got about five minutes, and then Dicko from the tab's going to open that, and you can, you can get your bets on. It's actually going to pay really well. I, I'd go as far as saying this is probably the, the longest price for behind-the-gates history. Uh, I'm going to start with race six, horse number 10, Darlington County. We mentioned this during our preview um, she ran first up in Australia at Warwick Farm over a mile. She hit the line really hard behind King of the Castle. was only beaten a length and a half. I uh, paid particular interest to the stable rep, Charlie Duckworth, that day, who said she'll absolutely get, ben- uh, get better with a run under a belt and over a, a longer trip. Well, that's exactly what she gets today. She's had that run. She now gets to 1,800. Drawn okay. And just needs a little bit of luck. I thought she could run really well. Couldn't see a missing top four. So race six, horse number 10, Darlington County. Hurls, yours? Darren, might go to you then. (laughs) I don't know where Hurls Uh, has gone. So Darlington County is my best bet. But since you you swooped in pretty quickly there, you jumped in. Uh, I'll take the chance. And I think this is why we're going to get such a big price today. Because she's over... $20 $20 a win is Zarina Sophia, uh, race four, number eight. But there's 11 starters, and I, I'm sure she's going to run really well. I, I think she can run top four, and and uh, actually, I, I think this is quite exciting today. I think we can only put $10 on, but the price is, is going to be really big today, so we can have a very small outlay for a reasonable collect. What happened, Hills? You had a fall there, did you? Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the headphones uh, jumped out. I'm with uh, Fuller in race five. Look, uh, um, I think it'll just basically. I do think it'll be in the finish. Maybe doesn't have to win top four. Jay Ford uh, retains the ride from last start. Thought it was a good run. It was only just narrowly beaten by Robusto. Uh, it's been pretty solid at eight fifty. So yeah, I'm happy to be with it. And your uh, your tipping one at a good bit of value as well, Shane. What's your behind the gates multi horse? Well, we'll find out early uh, our fate because I like race one number nine, Super Bright. The horse I spoke about before uh, a couple of midways ago, it ran fourth to Dalalat, um, one of the champions of the turf. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that form's going to stand up. Uh, that, that Everest form through him uh, can stand up there today. Um, okay, oh. Hurls, what um, what price have we got for that multi? I know it's only a max bet of $10, so it must be paying pretty well. What price have we got? Mate, it's paying $31. Yeah, so maximum bet is $10, and this is going to go quicker than the first schooner on a Saturday night. Um, so we'll just surmise <laughs> what they are. 
And I can tell you, it's race one, number nine, Super Bright. Race four, number eight, Serena Sophia. Race five, number eight, Fuller. And race 10, number six, Darlington County. Go to Sports Today's offers. And it's the first one there. If you're using the tab app, uh, go to Racing and Racing Offers. Uh, you'll find that very prominent. And as I said, be very quick because, uh, yeah, this will be a record. And I expect the uh, reception of Princess <coughs> Forest to be uh, full of flowers. When we get in there, if they uh, if it lobs <laughs> this afternoon, but uh, yeah, ten dollars to uh, win three hundred and ten, you take that any day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we wrap up, guys, um, Snackers was listening from Canberra Hurls. He's texting, "Hey Hurls, I'm still here, brother. Been missing you madly. Get on Matty Dale's thing in the highway from Radiohead, best band in the world. Cheers, Smackers from Canberra." So. He was listening, the great man. I've always said he's a good, good bloke. I like the cut of his jib, but I didn't know he was a Radiohead fan, and he's right. Well, there you go. Hey, guys, just before we let you go, Darren, I know the first race is only about uh, 12 or 13 minutes mm-hmm. away. Just recap your best bet, best value for us. Same from Shane, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, best bet, Darlington County, race six, number 10, and um, a long shot, Serena Sophia, race four, number eight. Now, Hurls, just one quick question here. In regards to Miss Thatcher... Didn't we establish a couple of minutes ago that she was three dollars twenty? She did. Um, she absolutely went three sixty to three twenty in about five mm, minutes, less than right, that. So and she's so back we're out to three seventy now, are we? Mm, three seventy now. <laughs> right. Well, this okay. is. I think that's just bookmaking in two thousand and twenty-three, isn't it? They... Well, you've got to adjust your percentages. Mm. You've got to look at the. You know, sometimes we say, well, you know, something's too short, it's got to get out. But I mean, if we're taking that much money, we, you know, it sort of uh, backs us into a corner. I'll talk to Timmy Ryan about it after 11 o'clock when we do the um, uh, Trading Places segment. He might be able to shed some light on that, guys. Um, apparently, it's already sold out, the multi. Is that right? Someone's just texted in. That couldn't be. Surely not. Um, surely probably not. is. Just give me one second. I will tell you. Um, of course, we've got a liability, and if we sort of going 310 um, per, uh, per bet. Uh, yep, it's Gonski. Yeah. Gee, that was popular. Yeah, I, think I think it's capped mm. at about, is it 200K, the, the liability? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, there. around, around yeah. about that uh, remark. So we're getting, you know, we get around about 1,000 people get this bet on every week. So, um, yeah, and we did the stats the other week. We haven't made a fortune. But I think, what would we say, Darren, about 25 30% since we've started it? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. when we brought it up, yeah, we yeah. did go under last week. But yeah, it's it's I'd say a little bit better than twenty five percent on yeah. profit on turnover, as they say. That's been mm-hmm. behind the gates. Thank you so much, guys. Darren, good calling. Shane, we'll talk to you uh, throughout the week next week, and we expect plenty more long price winners as always. And Hurls, thanks for your help throughout the morning as well. Absolute pleasure. Races 1 to 6, Ramwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Using your tab account, place a win bet, your first fixed odds win bet. If you're also on second or third, you get a bonus bet back to $50. Short break on Racing HQ. On the other side, we'll get some tips for you from Morfittville with Peter Ellis. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.